Hey Rockville, it's Susan Pittman. I'm in the garage with one of my ride or dies, Dr. Deborah Landau. Debbie, how you doing? Good. Happy to be here. I'm so glad you're here. It's always such a treat to see you. Debbie, today you were going to do the heavy lift. We talked to you about a year ago about native plants, doing what we can with what we have, where we are for the environment, that kind of thing. And you were going to talk to Rockville resident and um, the person who may have almost single-handedly saved Redgate Park as a park, maybe yep. uh, Wayne Breslin. And I, I'm looking forward to hearing how your conversation. I'm excited to start it. Yeah, it's <laughs> great to be here. Great to be here. Hey, Wayne. How are you? Doing good. So, yep, Dr. Wayne Breslin has been um, a friend of mine for, I'm going to say, going on a decade. I yeah, think mostly so. yeah, through native plant groups. And I've been really really impressed by how incredibly successful you've been with um, protecting this amazing green space, Redgate Park. So I'm really excited to talk a little bit about the history, what's happened, and maybe what direction it's going in. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. so first, can you tell me just a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, I grew up in, um, in Aspen Hill and uh, lived in Twinbrook about 25 years. and. Uh, I'm on faculty at the University of Maryland, where I work on some education projects out there. Um, most of my day, I'm doing YouTube videos for chemistry. I have a pretty big YouTube channel, and uh, I just you know, enjoy Rockville and Twinbrook. It's just such a great opportunity to talk about Redgate Park, which has been such a huge part of my life. Awesome. Well, excited to have a YouTube star with us here today. <laughs> so, can we start off and just talk a little bit about the history of Redgate Park? I mean, sure. it was a golf course, right? Yeah, 74 is when they first started building mm -hmm. it as a golf course, and it was pretty popular um, up to the 80s and 90s. Um, but it kind of got it started to get a little bit run down. Uh, they had a management company come in and run it for quite a while. Um, and it, it ended up that it was going to cost a lot of money to kind of revamp it and make it competitive with other golf courses, and the city just didn't really want to do that. So for the most of the time, Redgate was a golf course right up to, to 2018 is when they, they closed that down. Okay. So it actually was losing money for the city? Yeah, it was losing money, and I think the number was like $3 million to, ah. to really re kind of renovate it to make it competitive with, you know, there's, there's a number of courses around Got it. So, yeah. So suddenly we had this amazing green space. So can you tell us a little bit about the significance of keeping this space undeveloped? You know, I think that's it's kind of crazy to the to me. You know, growing up, we really couldn't go there. It was a golf course, so we didn't. You know, we'd go out to Lake Frank as kids and go fishing. You know, Lake Needwood, all those things. But you didn't go to really Redgate because you know, really didn't feel welcome there. Um, so the the first time I went there after uh, right two thousand late 2018, I was just amazed because mm -hmm. the topography is so varied. We got forests, meadows, streams, ponds, just everything. It's, it's just amazing. Um, and it's right in the middle of Rockville. It's 131 acres. And uh, so I just instantly fell in love with the place um, and started spending time there. Um, so for, for us in Rockville here, it's larger than Croydon Creek, um, that area there. It's almost right about the same size as the Civic Center. It's, it's a big piece of land. And speaking of Croydon Creek, it connects quite a bit of green space, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's Croydon is just right across um, right across uh, Norbeck from it. Okay. So if Norbeck wasn't there, they would connect. In fact, that Avery Road used to kind of connect through mm. that area a long time ago. 
Yeah, and, and adjacent to Rock Creek Park. Absolutely. To, yeah, so in Montgomery County, not very often that you come across a couple hundred acres of green. That yeah, and, and such a it's such a very the birders really love it because it has a, a a large number of meadows, and you get a very different type of bird. Some of the migratory birds like that setting they go there. You just get different types of wildlife and just the different fields as you're walking through the park. These big open spaces. So I've heard that birders have been blown away by the amount of diversity that they found. Like, what, how many species have been documented there? So right now, it's 173 wow. species of birds have been seen there. And you know, there's migratory birds. A lot of them stop there. A lot of food in the meadows and the, in the woods there. Um, and it's what they call an e-bird hotspot, which mm. means that Cornell University has this. Uh, website where you can log on and verify that you've seen the birds. So it's it's known as an eBird hotspot for the, the reason of the diversity there. Right, and it's so easy to see them. One thing I love about Redgate is it's it's got paths because you know it's golf course. So you know people with strollers, elderly people in wheelchairs, everybody can can see all this. Yeah, it's um, if you go around the perimeter of the park, it's two miles. Mm. If you want to walk the perimeter, which is there's some tough hills there. There's, <laughs> the topography is widely varied. I mean, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about what the city's doing to help folks who might have some accessibility issues in a, in a few minutes here, I'm sure. But um, and there's four miles of paved trails that weave through the whole place, so you can go mm. all kinds of places and see. Uh, all kinds of different birds. Baltimore Orioles are out there. Oh, nice. um, blue herons, uh, the blue grosbeak, which uh, oh, those are gorgeous. Yes. Yeah, all kinds of birds. And owls too, right? One of the things that happened early on with Redgate, when we were really fighting to keep it a park, where it wasn't certain what was going to happen, there was a great horned owl that nested there, and um, you could see the a quite large nest. And you could see the baby owlet, they called an owlet, mm. as it grew up and got bigger and bigger. And it was a huge attraction. The post wrote it up. There'd be people there um, all the time. Oh, that's the so Photographers, cool. everybody. That was, that was exciting, yeah. Like it was planted. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it really had the effect of drawing a lot of attention to Reggae, which is what we needed at the time. So let's talk a little bit about that process. So what were the potential things that could have happened there? And, and how, how did you help? Right. Turn it towards what it is today. Yeah, it's it's it started out, and the, the term that was thrown around was low density housing, which sounds kind of like it might be a good thing at first. But it, I guess, what it means is kind of large houses spread out, hmm. um, and it, it shifted around. You know, 131 acres in the middle of Rockville is you know, a lot of people would like to to be able to do things with that. We do need housing and, and all these issues, um, so that was thrown around. Um, and at that point, um, myself um, and a few friends, and uh, in fact, we talked about it yep. as well, Deborah, um, thought we, we, could, we can do something here because people, this is something people would want to have in our, our city, this park. Um, so I put a message out on Nextdoor um, and sent it to a few people. And two days later, we had a meeting at Twinbrook Community Center. And it was packed. It was packed. It, it was, was there. It was like yeah. all the, I mean, people were standing in the back and it was, I was, I was a little nervous with all these people there. Um, and I was so, excited with all these people. Yeah, there. it was exciting. It was exciting. And, and they were they were enthusiastic. I mean, that, and, and I knew right at that point that we could do this. That you know, for people to come out on one day's notice, and they were all there. Um, and then COVID hit. Hmm. So 
we had all this momentum um, and then everything got shut down, which at first felt like it was going to be kind of a bad thing, but people discovered Redgate during COVID. I mean, they yes. needed to get out, they needed a place to be, and uh, that was the place. It's um, four miles of trails and, you know, all of that space. So that, that actually ended up building even more enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. People realized they needed these green spaces just for their own mental health. Right, and so close to home, we could just walk to it. Yeah, yeah right there. And you can walk a long way at Redgate yes. and not see the same thing. Yeah, or this, or another person. Or another, <laughs> often, yeah, or another person. Yeah. It's very spread out from the meadows to the forests to the streams, all of that. So one of the ways you were getting the word out was with your, the website you put together, right? Redgatepark.org? Yeah, redgatepark.org. We started um, pretty early with that. I have a background in web design and development stuff, so it wasn't a big deal to do. Um, so we, we put that out, and that helped a lot because we were able to let people sign up for our email list. Mm -hmm. And then whenever we did something, we could let them know. And um, we didn't send a lot of emails out, and we still don't, but we, when there's something important, we, we do that. And we have over 800 some people on that list now. Wow. And they're active people. Yeah. So you got people to write letters to go to mayor and council meetings mm -hmm. and were incredibly successful. So what is the status now? It's a park now. Right. It's officially a park right now, um, and uh, I cannot foresee it not being a park. I mean, with the group that has grown around Redgate, mm -hmm. people that use Redgate are all out there. You know, even things like um, Richard Montgomery, their cross-country team runs out there. They, I've seen they mow the, yeah. They mow the paths for them, and, um, and they have meets where other schools come, and, you know, I, I think it would be very, very difficult to to change anything. And they have a master plan that's been developed. It's just amazing for the park. So what are some elements of that master plan? So there's three phases, and I think the most interesting thing about the master plan is is the process that the city and the mayor and council put in place to help the master plan really reflect what people in Rockville wanted. Um, the, I can't say enough about the past council, the previous council, and city staff's efforts to involve the community. Mm. I mean, of course, we were right there in their faces a little bit, but uh, <laughs> um, they did a survey on what should be in the master plan, and over a thousand people completed that survey, and they had to create an account to complete that survey. And I was talking with someone um, at City Hall the other day about how the community engagement with Redgate is the model mm. for community engagement. Ah. Um, just the amount of input back and forth and how well that is done. Um, so they hired a company um, to do a master plan for Redgate, and it's a, it's really really solid. You can see it if you search on Master Plan Redgate Rockville. It'll come up, and you can look at it. Okay. Um, there's three phases, and the first phase is over the next year or two will be a community garden, a dog park, and um, getting the trails. We talked about all those trails. There are some steep trails out mm -hmm. there, so it's difficult if you're not super, super accessible to, to take advantage of that. So they want to connect and make it a little bit so you have a, a bigger loop if you mm -hmm. might not want to do the big hills. Um, my mom's over 80 and we went out there. She did the big hills, but she was <laughs> she was leaning on me. <laughs> I struggle with the big hills. Yeah. So speaking of the dog park, yeah. um, 
it's beautiful. It looks pretty complete, but it doesn't seem to be open yet. The the idea with the dog park, as I understand it, is that it's a phase one mm -hmm. item. Okay. Um, as with the community garden, which will be right next to it mm -hmm. on the on those kind of fields there, that'll be where the community garden is, and they need to make it so people can get to both of them really easily. Oh. Um, so at this point, it looks like the that'll be opening later as a phase one type situation, which is kind of frustrating because it's right yeah. there, you know. <laughs> Um, th that being said, I know the city's trying to find a solution to get it open sooner. Okay. Um, but it, it may be a little while. Um, for All that. Right. Got it. Well, that makes sense. And you know, dogs. Per, it's it's funny because when I, when I look at friends of Redgate, one of our big things is you know, keeping this green space, this kind of serene, quiet place for hiking, meeting friends, picnicking, and you know, all these things cross country. Um, but dog walking, there are a lot of dog walkers who are, are members of Friends of Redgate. Ah. They are an important group to us. So they're engaged. They are engaged yes. too, just as much as the birders or other folks. Yeah. Excellent. How about, do you know what the plans for the clubhouse are? The clubhouse is, uh, would be like a, a phase three thing, which I can't see happening for quite a while. You could tear it down um, and build a new one. You could renovate it. And if you renovate it or tear it down, it's not that much difference. Mm -hmm. And they have the budget numbers on the, um, the website, the master plan. Um, so I think that that's probably something that's going to not happen for a good while. Okay. Um, I, I'd love to see it um, have a community center type thing, mm -hmm. a, a nature-based community center thing. Um, to complement kind of the park as you know with all the birds and the different ecosystems and everything there but that's going to be a little while until those conversations really start to take place okay well let's go back to the green space aspect yeah. so one of the first things that I saw happen was you got a grant for a monarch way station right can you explain the battle yeah that actually the city gave us that grant and the idea at the time with the time Redgate was, it was not certain it was going to be a park so we were trying to do anything we could to make it more park-like. Um, and uh, a Girl Scout troop, um, along with myself and uh, Weed Wars and Rockville Native Species Network, a lot of folks got together and um, we took and cleared all this plots. It's, it's kind of, an, it's bounded by a path and uh, it's not too far from the parking lot. Um, and we got plants from Pope Farm, which mm -hmm. is a, at the Agricultural Reserve here that has these really wonderful native plants. And we put a lot of milkweed in there, a lot of other plants that, that butterflies and pollinators like. And uh, it it's amazing how quickly in one year you can have a huge, like vibrant garden there. I've seen it in action and it's really amazing. Yeah, and there were monarch caterpillars there this mm -hmm. year, lots of them. Nice. So, so it was pretty cool. Them. Yeah, it was oh. pretty neat. So. How about there's been talk of maybe putting in an arboretum? So this is a kind of a fairly recent, the arboretum's always been part of the master plan. So that's always been something and the whole park would be kind of the arboretum. And uh, there's actually the city got a grant to put a, quite a few trees um, in. Um, so that's going to happen in the spring. So, oh, it's, so it's really going to happen. It's already starting, oh, yeah. Nice. Um, but the last thing, it was actually at their meeting, at their last meeting, the council, mayor and council that um, were going out, one of the last things they did was renamed it Redgate Park and Arboretum. Oh, how about and, that? And I, I really felt that was fitting because oh. they shepherded this whole thing through and, and they were, you know, every, every council member was helpful in making this happen. Um, 
So this is, if you look at a legacy for a council, yeah. 131 acre park, that's a that's a pretty sizable uh, legacy. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, speaking of Marion Council, so you also put together a separate website, Reforest Rockville, which I sent a lot of people to when they were wondering who to vote for and who might yeah. support Redgate Knock. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, that, that was mainly, um, I think the, the idea there was, I live in Twinbrook, and I used to be able to go out my front door and run in my neighborhood in shade pretty much any time. Mm -hmm. And now it's, you know, it's just, there's nothing, mm -hmm. everything on my street is gone. And a lot of that's the trees were all planted when the houses were planted, essentially, and they kind of aging out. Um, so I just wanted to really call attention to our mature trees. We're losing a lot of nice trees we don't need to lose. Um, and then what do we do to reestablish trees in Rockville? Um, I'm told that the tree plan, the tree code is coming up for discussion again sometime late spring, early summer. And that's the opportunity I think now is to, is to you know, really for us to be able to say, we, we want to have these tree-lined streets. We want to have this canopy. Um, you look just at flooding alone. There's a young man that was killed in Twinbrook mm -hmm. um, in the apartments where the, it just, the water came so fast it filled the basement area up and he died. Mm -hmm. um, and the trees, they really slow down the rain, they, they help it infiltrate the ground, they yeah. soak some up, all these things. So just that one issue alone. So I started the Reforest Rockville thing um, mainly to get candidates, let them know that there's mm -hmm. someone serious about this. And uh, they've all been very supportive. Um, most of them complete, I think everyone on council completed the survey um, that I asked them to do. And that's on reforestrockville.org as well, that survey there. Um, yeah, so that was kind of that effort was to really you know, start to call attention uh, to this. Yeah, that's something nice Rockville that we've been trying, not super successfully, but to, to try to protect our larger trees. Yeah, um, they're hard to replace. They're very hard to replace, yeah. Um, there was a uh, the climate action plan. They they have a series of speakers, and they had um, some folks from a, a guy from a their director of tree operations from Casey Trees, and uh, they just know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They're working in D.C. They're trying to achieve that forty percent canopy. Um, just such a great approach to to all aspects because it's complicated. The climate's changing, so what do you plan? Right. Um, so um, I hope that the the city will get some group like that involved that really knows what they're doing at a high level because um, that would make all the difference. Agreed, it really would. And you know, you talked about the safety element and, and mitigating uh, stormwater drain. But it, and it's, it's a health issue too, you know, it, it, it's an equity issue. The trees, like you said, they cool the area, they, yeah. they, they filter the air. And, and a mental health uh, issue yes. as well. Um, it, it's. It's interesting too, even like once you start looking into it, like trees will actually are traffic calming mm. um, entities. Really? Yeah, they actually, if there are trees, people will drive slower. Oh, how interesting. Uh, just, I didn't know, you know that. And it goes down to a pretty, pretty, pretty deep level with that. So, mm. and you know, property values too. I, it's, uh, my neighborhood looks very different. It looks uh, somewhat impoverished compared to what it did look like. We picked our house because of the tree. We were looking at homes, specific homes, and not this one, and we passed and we saw this spectacular tree in the front, and we said, okay. let's check out that house, and and I've been there 25 years. Yeah, it catches, <laughs> catches your attention. Well, you know, you look yeah. at, like, 
if you look at you know, sort of if you looked at income, you know, and value of homes and everything, and you looked at tree canopy, it would be a pretty pretty strong correlation. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, going back to Redgate, yeah. let's talk a bit about the uses, potential uses of the park. How do you feel about um, events being held there, like hometown holidays? Yeah, so, <laughs> that, you know, the city has done an amazing job. I can't say enough about city staff, um, the past council, um, how everybody in the community has worked together to make this happen. And just the, I, when we started out, um, you know, we weren't sure if we we're going to have a park at all. And now we're talking about an arboretum yeah. and, you know, all of these things. It's just amazing to me. But um, the one thing that is, not amazing to me is hometown holidays being there. Uh, it, it's just this kind of strange thing. I was under the impression it wasn't going to be there this year, and now I'm being told it is going to be there I didn't know this that. year. Yes, um, and the just just alone, you know, as a taxpayer paying, I don't know how much it costs. Uh, Mark Prashala mentioned three hundred thousand dollars at one of the council meetings. I'd really like to see this in town center where my tax dollars are supporting. Rockville businesses, not at Redgate where we have a few food carts. Right, and those businesses desperately need that traffic. Absolutely, yeah. and and a lot of people from outside of Rockville come to hometown mm -hmm. holidays, which when it's in Rockville, that's awesome because they're learning about Rockville, they've been there, they know how to get there now, and when you have it at Redgate, it's good for us because more people will use Redgate, that's what we want, we want people there. Um, but other than that, it doesn't do much for, for the money. Um, the other big problem is most of those 173 species of birds, they're nesting. Oh, and they've got two live stages blasting oh. music. I was not able to, you had to shout to the person next to you yeah. to talk. Um, so it's, it's kind of stunning to me that it's there. Um, I, I think that it'll come up for discussion with council, and uh, I hope that this new council will... Uh, See that it should go back to yeah. town center. Oh. I mean, it's just a, it's a good place for it. It's a great place, and you can metro there. Yeah, so. with, if you wanted to go, you did not have a vehicle, and you wanted to go to Redgate for a town for a hometown holidays, you would have to get metro to town center, and then take a shuttle bus. They were running shuttles over to Redgate. So it's just kind of um, so. Hopefully, they'll they'll uh, they'll fix that. You know, there is an amphitheater in phase three um, of the plan which is, you know, way out in the future. Right. It's a no fixed seating amphitheater, which means it won't be like a big, you know, huge thing. Um, my hope is that that won't be amplified when that uh, happens. Okay. Uh, during COVID, uh, this, there was a group of, a fairly large group of musicians, a brass band type situation that would play out on the, that big deck. Yeah. And it was always so great. We'd be out there, the I'm working in the park, and they'd be playing this oh. brass band. And be playing it. it was wonderful. So that type of thing would be so nice to see at a at an amphitheater type oh, thing. Yeah. But a loud, amplified things. Right. I really would detract from the nature of the park. Exactly right. So looking forward, what would you like to see? Say we look ten years forward, what would you like to see happening at Redgate? For me, I think that master plan is. It is really good. I, the thoughtfulness that went into it, you know, um, it's with the Arboretum. I think if the master plan is followed, I, we have this blueprint for just, you know, it's an amazing park now and it just continued to be um, amazing like that. Um, 
I, I do hope that it will retain this character of kind of a quiet, serene place mm. for people to get away, to, you know, walk their dogs, meet with friends, um, not be kind of a, um, a hub for really kind of huge activity or, you know, loud events. Yeah. Um, I don't really see that happening. Um, but uh, that's, yeah, I think we're on the right track, I think. American Council and Monique Ashton really, um, I think has has helped that vision along and, and will over the next four years really really help make that happen. Yeah, she really championed it. So yeah, she was is. probably our biggest. Bridget was also um, mm -hmm. a huge supporter, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, Monique was was really helpful for helped us you know, achieve these goals. Yeah, absolutely. You don't know if there are any plans to connect it to Rock Creek Park with trails, do you? That's such an interesting issue. The when, what I get contacted mostly about. Um, um, through our website is uh, can I have my wedding there? <laughs> That's a big one. Um, and then uh, one of the other things is when's the dog park going to open? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't have a good answer for that. Um, but the other thing is can we connect it to to a Rock Creek mm -hmm. Park? And um, as a board, our, you know, we have our we're a five hundred one c three nonprofit now for about seven or eight months now. Um, it's one of the things we've talked about because it's kind of complicated. You've got a city, and then you've got the national park. Right. Um, so um, there is a lot of interest in that. And mm -hmm. maybe it starts out as a trail and then goes to a paid situation in the future. But it's definitely something that, that we're thinking about um, that's really high up on our list. Awesome. I think that would be fantastic if, if we could have a walking connection. Well, you know, in Twinbrook, there was a where the, the FDA buildings are, mm -hmm. they connected that from there down to Rock Creek Park. So oh. there's actually a little spur. If you're going down Beers Mill where they have the big overpass, yeah. and you see all the guardrails, those guardrails are because it's connecting that path into oh, Rock that's the Creek. Trail. Yeah, so they put those there to, to make that trail seamlessly kind of go in and be mm -hmm. safe. So it's been done. So there's precedent it can happen. Yeah, it, it's been done. So it can happen in, um, it's a pretty good grade, but some switchbacks could be done, and it would, would be great. You're, you're really extending, you've extended the Millennium Trail with Redgate by a good bit, and that would extend yeah. it even further. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. Well, anything else we should know? Should people be doing anything at the moment? Or? Yeah. You know, I think um, one of the things that, that people can do is um, go to redgatepark.org and get mm -hmm. on our email list. Uh, and it's you know don't expect a lot of emails the one maybe one or two a month I don't even know that I get that yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like that's because of I try to be really uh, you know um, not send a lot out mm -hmm. only the important stuff um, and it, it may pick up as, as you know Redgate starts more things and events happening out there but uh, that's probably the best way to, to know what's going on with our group and to help because sometimes if we can't sort this hometown holidays out mm -hmm. we'll have to do some more writing and work there with the mayor council. But you'll keep people plugged in. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And, and we often, there'll be events out there that are fun and, and good and good for folks to, uh, to join in with. All right. Well, fingers crossed it stays green and protected for a long, long time. Yeah. Right. I think it's pretty much locked in as Excellent. a part. It's just, can we follow that master plan and, and bring it to that, that, uh, that just amazing high level. It, it, mm -hmm. It's, like Brookside and Rockville. Yes, you know, it's, that's well put. Yes. Yeah. 
So Susan always ends her interviews where? That, since you are a longtime Rockville yeah. resident, what is your favorite place to eat in Rockville? Okay, so my favorite place to eat, it's kind of a strange one. It's not so strange, it's just out of the ordinary. I like eating at the village at Rockville. Oh, that's so funny. I had dinner there last, last week with my mother-in-law. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. If it's kind of exclusive. I don't, I don't know if you can. I think you have to have an in to get to it. It's the old uh, National Lutheran home. Yeah. Much so my mom's out there. Uh, so, and uh, I know some folks out there. So I actually really like eating there. It's, uh, it's just a real. It's a nice place in general. Yeah. Um, it's you know this wonderful wooded community and oh yeah um, eating outside is true and, and they have a full bar <laughs> yeah they have a full, it's it's quite yeah those the uh, our senior citizens there are doing okay they're doing okay yeah so I I do like going out to tea bar and uh, that would have to be my my favorite place that's because awesome. I get to eat and see people that right? I enjoy yeah that's a winner. Well, thank you so much for, for talking about this with us today, and thank you for all that you've done to protect Redgate Park. Well, it has been a community effort, and, and it's just so wonderful to be in a place where the community gets this involved mm -hmm. um, about things that are so important. Yeah, well, let's keep up the good fight. <laughs>